Hello and welcome to episode 73 of Myths Podcast. When I say pod, you say cast. Pod. Pod. Cast. Pod. Pod. <laughs> cast. Podcast. Uh, when I say myths, you say myths. Podcast. <laughs> That's about as good as we're going to get. <laughs> welcome to Myths. I'm Matt Hoss. And I'm Dan Rhodes. Whether you know about Theseus or you're revising your syllabus. If you want tales with a bit of jest or you just want to hear about incest. What? What? It's really interesting. Welcome to Miss. Welcome to Miss. Hello and welcome back, dear listeners. It's great to have you here uh, on the third installment of the Aeneid uh, of our final saga into uh, the Greco-Roman canon. But I'm here with my lovely little co-presenter, Mr. Daniel Rhodes. How are you? I'm good, man. Thank you for having me once again on this fine, fine podcast. It's a good one. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's all mine podcast. You have nothing to do with it. And uh, legally, that's correct. So, uh, Dan, what's your favourite thing about this podcast? Um... Probably the bit where we talk about myths. Oh yeah, the bit, that's what everyone, that's what genuinely everyone signs up for, but no one really gets. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's some episodes, as you've listened to in the past, dear listener, that you, <laughs> we have forgot we were doing a podcast at some points, but, uh, uh, but Dan, uh, let's not talk about podcasts, let's, let's podcast you. Dan, you went to Morocco recently. I did go to Morocco recently. When did you go? Why did you go? And what was your favourite thing about it? When did I go? Literally a week ago. Yes. In- Why did I go? For work. No, but like, so this is an interesting thing and I wanted to pick up. You went for work, so does that mean that they paid for everything? They did pay for everything. Oh. I had to pay for a few little things that I tried to haggle in the, in the Agadir suit. I went to Agadir. Everyone does that. Pulpit, do they? Not, not the, not the song, is it? No, it's Agadoo in the song. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Like, I'm just trying to add a little bit of flavour to the podcast, and uh, just trying to trying to be original. Does everyone else? Does everyone else generally do that? Yeah. Every time I told someone I was going to Agadir, they said Agadoo. Oh wait, no, wrong song. People realise halfway through. I thought I was an award-winning comedian, but I'm actually... You are an award-winning comedian. Just not a very good one. Yeah, <laughs> um, Yeah. no, I went for... It was kind of for work, but also it was kind of like a... It, it was technically work, but it's a familiarisation trip, so, yeah, so it's what, also kind of fun. What was the purpose of you going over there? The Moroccan Tourism Board was showing us around Agadir to show us different resorts that we could possibly sell to customers. That's pretty cool. So yeah, pretty good. It's what's good about your job, is that you get to... It's like your research. That, yeah, I best go to the beach holiday for two weeks, I guess, just to just to check it out. You know what I mean? Yeah, essentially. Yeah, yeah. I just went for a few days, but it was very nice. Terrible weather here. Yes. Yeah, it's been very rainy and wet, um, and, and it was nice to get away and uh, yeah, enjoy the sunshine, lollipops, and that. The t- they also didn't do that. Oh, well. sorry. No, <laughs> but no, it was good. I've never been but, to Morocco before. But what kind of holiday did they? Sh- what did they show you? Whereabouts did they show? You? Do you go to different places? Whereabouts did they Went take to different you? resorts? Because it was it was the tourism board themselves, like Moroccan officials. It was. That's really cool. It was pretty good when we arrived in the airport. Actually, we were basically VIPs the whole time. Mm-hmm. We arrived at the airport before we'd even got to customs. There was a man standing on the tarmac of the plane yeah. with an iPad that had all our names on it. Yeah, and but I see, well, hold sorry on. on the screen, not like individual iPads. Yeah. With our names that would on. be uh, 
but let's think of it like this though. But like, did well, yeah, fair enough. There's a person from the Moroc Moroccan tourism board trying trying to treat like a VIP. However, how many Miss fans were there with also identical boards? Were they like? Uh, Dan, we love you. Oh, that's seven. Yeah, did yeah, you? On yeah, the yeah. Plane. yeah, seven yeah. people on the plane. That's quite low. Usually, I'm swathed in them. You know, like yeah. they're people uh, I can't breathe for Miss fans. Really, yeah. yeah it's uh, it's a blessing and a curse. Yeah. On the way there, the cabin crew did like a safety announcement, and I assume that was for me because they were so worried about my safety. Yeah, it was like as fans of Miss <laughs> that they wanted to keep me safe. <laughs> they added an addendum. It's like uh, usually we say, "Don't pull your oxygen mask before helping others," but help this man. <laughs> help this man before helping others. <laughs> Sacrifice yourself for this man. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're, we're definitely building a cult fo literally a cult mm. following at the moment. But no, it was good. We arrived. Uh, yeah, man with the iPad. He, it was very Moroccan. Uh, he... What was the man with the iPad called? Was he like uh, a perfect no, butler? Well, if you let me finish. Sorry. Uh, a man arrived with an iPad and then I got off the steps and then it was very Moroccan because he... Um, yeah, we noticed that like, oh, that's our names. And we went up to him and said, hey, that's us. And then he was like, good, come with me. And then he'd take us to this room. And then the minute we got to that room, another guy who was... At, now, this guy was like... We don't know who this guy was with the iPad. I think he was like airport staff. Yeah. Then another man who was airport staff came up to us and like started telling us to go a different direction. And the guy that we were with was like, no, no, don't listen to him. Come with me. Oh and then another God. security officer came and obviously saw that there was a group of us. And then he wanted to get in on the action. And he started telling us to come a different way. And basically, what? we were trying to be, like, funneled through, like, airport security by, like, three different people. One guy wanted us to go this way. One guy was trying to get us to fill out these visa forms. Another guy was saying, oh, don't worry, you guys are special guests, you don't need to fill out a visa form. We were like, well, I think we still need to yeah. get a visa. That doesn't seem right. But it, basically, it... Oh, my God. Without being derogatory, it was basically uh, very messy. A lot of people yeah. obviously saw that we were a group of like important people that in that moment yeah, yeah. and we're like oh, I'm going to get in on this yeah, and yeah. then it was a bit a bit yeah. annoying actually it was quite frustrating and I, unfortunately the holiday did kind of continue in that vein for a little bit oh but, really yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it was very much like people being too excited like imagine like if I was on a date with a girl and I was overexcited like oh my god uh, I can take it to this restaurant or this yeah. restaurant or this one uh, uh, well, that's basically what it was like, like yeah. we had we had the driver and the person that we were with Samira shout out she probably doesn't listen uh, <laughs> she's a massive fan yeah um uh, she was the woman from the tourism board that was taking us around, and she was really lovely and very good. But she was very like we had an itinerary to st we had to kind of stick to, yeah. and you know she was like we're going to go here, 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 and here this day, and then the next day we're going to do this, 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 and this, and we got our itineraries. Um, but everywhere we went, you know, people liked to, you know, especially hotel yeah. staff when we yeah. went to somewhere. Like she, she'd be like, right, we're going to go see this, but then an unknown staff member who had nothing to do with our party. Yeah, would be like, no, no, come on, you do this now. Let's go over here, and everyone's like, no, yeah, no. See, that's see, I, like, I like how many chances there are as well. It's like, no, you come to do my thing now. It's like, no, just, yeah, I don't know. I think it, it's quite. It smells a little bit desperate as well, and that's uh, definitely. But it was weird at the airport because we were we, the guy with the iPad. He was the person who was in charge of taking us through the airport. It was just annoying that all of the airport staff also kept trying to, like... Just random people, like, in uniforms kept arriving, trying to, like, be like, hello, hello, come, please, come through this way of the airport. And we were like, no, I, what, no, I'm trying to go this way. My favourite thing about that is, like, uh, it kind of sounds like uh, you're in, like, a labyrinth situation. It's like, no, come this way, no, come this way, come this way. And it's just like, uh, it's like, how big is this yeah. airport? It's there like, was, like, 13 of us, and we yeah. were basically like, well, I think we're just going to stick with this guy and, like, just ignore everyone else. Uh, okay. But I did have a very good time. So what kind of stuff did you do 
what what things did you see? Cultural things. Uh, we didn't really see much cultural things. We literally just went around different different resorts. So yeah. Uh, so you went got to hang out on the beach, chill by the pool. Your job was to go from beach to hotel and five star resorts. Those kind of things. Yeah, we did like one in the after. We do like one in the morning, in the afternoon, have lunch. Then we go to another place for the like the, the rest of the day, and then another place for dinner. So we do like three a day. It's kind of like organized relaxation, isn't it? It is, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, you have got three hours here, and then they showed us around the different facilities and rooms and stuff. It was very good. Did also see Agadir itself, yeah, the city of Agadir. But um, you were you mentioned uh, uh, like you're not really much of a beach holiday kind of person no, right? no. but did you enjoy relaxing oh, but I did know- enjoy relaxing and i tell you why because it was like relaxing and then we're going to get up and go somewhere else yeah. so it did kind of suit me there was if we'd just stayed, yeah, if we'd have just stayed in one place for four days I'd have been really annoyed yeah. but we didn't so my relaxing my relaxing was also getting to look at and experience a new place so it was kind of nice okay yeah and uh, uh, what was uh, what was one thing you uh, so do you, have you come away uh, with Morocco with more of a like do you could you sell it more? I do think I could sell it more. Okay. Pretend I, I, I'm a customer at Flight Center. I walked in and you have to try and sell me Morocco. Okay. okay. <clears throat> Hello, uh, could I have a, ho- a holiday, please? I don't know how. To, I haven't been. Yeah, where do you want to go? Morocco. <laughs> Great. Um, have you been to Agadir before? No. It's really good. Uh, but ten tickets, please. <laughs> Easy peasy. <laughs> I'll try. I'll try it again, but be harder. Okay. Okay. Oh, I want to go to. Thailand, please. Change my mind. Um, have you ever been to Thailand before? No. Yeah, well, the thing with Thailand is it's really dangerous, um, particularly if you're um, from Yorkshire, because there's... Uh, have you not read... The, if you go on the Foreign Commonwealth <laughs> Office uh, no. website, um, yeah, <laughs> Thai people are really racist towards people from Yorkshire, so I wouldn't advise that. Okay, yeah. Um, uh, and I'm sorry, sir, to just assume that you are from Yorkshire, but you... Bargum! <laughs> your eyes are very close together. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, actually, are you going just for sun, sea and relaxation? Uh, yeah, I, I th- well, I think that, and you know what else. Yeah, I've got two places in mind. The first <laughs> one would be uh, Morocco. Agadir is very nice on the coast. Uh, really sunny. I'm actually just come back from my, uh, there myself with work. It was really, really good. I think. Agadir uh, okay. sounds nice. Yeah. Um, and the other place would be Somalia. Very similar, but a little bit more adventurous. <laughs> Ten tickets, please, to Somalia. Okay. Easy peasy. What other tourism malls would you like people to try and take you to? Like, if 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 you had like that kind of VIP experience again. But also organised fun, if you know what I mean. Yeah. What, what, which other country would you like someone to take you to, which you haven't been to before? I'd like someone to take me around the Silk Road. What, what's that? The Silk Road. What's that? The Silk Road is like the Central Asia, like the stands. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay, yeah. yeah, Iran, uh, Georgia, Uzbekistan, I like how you said Kyrgyzstan, that. Like the Silk Azerbaijan, Kyrgyz- yeah, Tajikistan, Turkmenistan. Kazakhstan. Yeah, dude, that's really good. I think you said Kazakhstan twice. Probably. But, uh, I also, I like how you just assumed that the Silk Road, everyone knew that, what, what that I was. I think most people know what the Silk Road is. Okay, if you know what the Silk Road is, I want you to tweet in that Miss Podcast saying, I know what the Silk Road is. But most people know it from that Joanna Lumley documentary she did. What the fuck? Like, what What? what Joanna Lumley documentary? No, not everyone listening... I think the Venn diagram between Miss Podcast and Joanna Lumley documentaries is quite... Do you know in the travel industry there is actually something called the Joanna Lumley effect? Which is that every time there's a documentary, a travel documentary by Joanna Lumley, because she's been doing a lot of them recently, um, 
a bunch of old people will book a place to that. It's really ah. common. Like, so the Silk Road, for example, Uzbekistan, had huge amounts of tourism after that because like, just everyone over the age of 60 who watched this giant alumni show was like, well, I want to go to Uzbekistan now. Sounds a bit like King Midas. Oh, giant alumni. <laughs> <laughs> I like that because the podcast viewers didn't see, uh, listeners didn't see that, but they, uh, Dan just touched his crotch in a very vulgar manner as well. That being said, also my flies are undone. There you go. Nice. Sorry. Uh, Should we crack on with a myth? Yeah, sorry, I forgot. We, uh, just catching up at that point, but yeah. What were you doing? Like, in one sentence, describe what you were doing whilst I was in uh, Morocco. Uh, I think I should save it for next week's podcast. Nice. I, that's, I, I'll, just, I'll sum it up in one word. <laughs> the thing is, this isn't correct, but my brain would say, say pussy. <laughs> no. Uh, one word. Uh, enjoyment. Nice. I've got a cough, and I think I'm going to use that violent cough to segue into the next yeah, episode. Yeah, you just add our jingle. <coughs> what I'm going to do is I'm going to take that clip and put music behind it as well, and be like... <laughs> okay. I'm excited to see what you're going to do with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean... See you on the other side. <laughs> Good friend Daniel, are you ready for another myth? I am. Part three of the Aeneid. When I say myth, you say podcast gives five stars on iTunes, please. Myth. Tunes. Cool. <laughs> we, uh, so, uh, we are doing part three of the uh, Ili- in Aeneid. Oh, dear. Yeah, I said the wrong one. I was going to say, uh, uh, honestly, I was like, no, that's the incorrect one. I'll say the Iliad instead. Uh, shame on me. Uh, I actually did the Aeneid as um, both my year 12, uh, year, year 13 exam, but also in classics and also my uh, third year module as well. Fun fact. You're basically an expert, aren't you? Uh, essentially, yeah. And that, I actually asked my old uh, tutor called uh, Dr. Anne Alwis, who is amazing. I asked her to come on this podcast as a guest and like to talk us through the Aeneid, but she politely declined. Because <laughs> <laughs> we could have been taught by a genuine expert then. Yeah. I think I... Can you imagine... How crazy that would have been if the listeners of this podcast actually got an actual expert. An voice. academic person yeah. who has studied a lot about it. <laughs> Come on, tell them facts. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, why don't you talk about the buttholes for a bit? <laughs> uh, maybe we should, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that'd be We should, sh- sh- honestly, I might re- I might email her, see if she's up for it. She's probably free. Probably. I can't imagine she's got you a lot You doing that? That'd be quite good. Yeah. It's a bonus episode. It'd be yes. good. Uh, what happened last time, Matt? Uh, good question. So, uh, our little faithful little old niece, uh, 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 crashed his ship on the island, uh, oh, near Carthage, and basically he was taken in by the lovely Dido, uh, uh with the help from his mum as well, uh, Venus. Uh, they had a banquet, etc., uh, and Dido, ooh, she falls in love with Aeneas, and she asks him, uh, well, why don't you tell us the stories of the past seven years? Like, where have you come from? Where have you gone? Where you come from, Quentin and Joe? Joe, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but then uh, Aeneas uh, tells the story of the, the war in Troy and the sacking of Troy, but from the Trojan's perspective. And he goes out fighting, he uh, uh, kills a bunch of guys, then remembers his family, helps them, but then forgets his wife behind. And what happens now is them uh, going on from their journey. And what They're happens? escaping from Troy. It's yeah. being sacked pillaged 
ravaged, burned, uh, demise, destroyed, destroyed, uh, obliterated, uh, other words, subjugated. Yeah, yeah nice. Uh, okay, are you ready to rock? I am ready to rock. So, the Trojans build a fleet, unsure where the fates would lead them. In early summer, they set off, bringing their household gods. We mentioned these before. Do you know what the household gods are? No. They're kind of like little figurines that represent the gods. Oh, like the ones in Gladiator that um, he kisses before he goes to bed. I imagine so, yes. I don't think I've seen Gladiator as an adult. Okay. Uh, Aeneas directs the fleet to Thrace, a land friendly to Troy. Uh, Aeneas lands and prepares to sacrifice a steer. What's a steer? Uh, it's a type of deer, I think. No. Maybe it's a stag and a deer hybrid. Maybe it's a... Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or is a steer like a, a cow? Oh, that's a heifer. Maybe it's a type of cow. But he sacrifices something. He sacrifices uh, a stag deer. Uh, but when he uproots a plant to shade the altar, the stem bleeds. Frightened, he pulls up another plant, which also bleeds. He prays. And pulls up a third plant, which groans and spirit, uh, and which groans and speaks, introducing itself as Polydorus. So a, a plant speaks to him. So he's realised these plants are alive. Yes. And he's ripped the third one out, and he's gone. Help me! Hello, I'm Polydorus. How's it going, Paul? You're at. Polydorus explains that Priam sent him to Thrace so that uh, he would be safe if Troy had lost the war. Polydorus also brought gold to secure his protection, but as Troy fell, the Thracian king killed him and took all of his gold. The spears that struck Polydorus became the plants Aeneas uprooted. Quite awkward, isn't it? It is. Uh, Aeneas gave Polydorus a proper funeral before setting sail again. Now, if you thought that was quite weird, and bear in mind we're going to be marking this myth on, on WTF, uh, I, I'll, this is pretty much the rest of the this book at this chapter as well pretty messy right imagine if you pulled it up and, and like uh you pulled up like a daffodil and it started bleeding profusely that's really fucked up isn't it it is and yeah. it started talking to you yeah exactly and what would you talk to a plant about i'd probably talk about um i'd probably ask what it's like to photosynthesize yeah w- okay let's let's ask the top three questions to ask a plant okay first what's it feel like to photosynthesize uh do you mind getting pissed on by dogs yeah and what's it like to get sucked off by a bee regularly? <laughs> by, uh, yeah, well, uh, I know a beekeeper, so we can find out. So, yeah, uh, if, you, if you're a plant and know the answer to these questions, email in at misspodcast.com, gmail.com. The Trojans then sailed to an island uh, called Altagia, blessed by Apollo, to a city ruled by Aeneas. Uh, uh, he is, uh, that's spelled N. A-N-I-U-S, which is an eye away from Anus. Uh, he's a friend of Anchises. Uh, Aeneas goes to pray for guidance from Apollo. Apollo speaks to him, telling him to find the land of his forefathers and to return to his, quote, ancient mother, where Aeneas' descendants would rule the world. Okay, so uh, there's a lot going on there. Uh, firstly, have you seen Autogia before? Because I, re- I remember its name. Yeah, no, I have, we've come across it. We've come across Anchises as well. Well, Anchises is a, uh, Anchises is a, a Deus, a, Aeneas' father. Oh, okay, that's yeah, why. So. And also, in this 
you'll see it later on, but Anchises is kind of the... the even though Aeneas is technically in charge, Anchises, because he's wiser, he's kind of telling everyone what to do, what, how to behave, and uh, he's, the, he's the proper leader at the moment. Uh, but, uh, yeah... So, also, we meant, do you remember last time uh, at the end of Book 2 where he sees his wife and she gives him some kind of uh, farewell messages as well? Because she yeah, dies. Yeah. Uh, do you know what kind of, do you remember which kind of thing she said? No. Basically, she was uh, saying, oh, you, you are prophesied to do these great things. So at the This moment, is when he runs back into Troy to try and save her and finds out she's already a ghost. Yes, like instant yeah. ghost. Bam. Yeah. Uh, however, essentially, uh, Aeneas is getting all these prophecies to say that You've got to do. You've got like a destiny as well, so go and follow it. So he needs to find the land of his forefathers. The men attempt to interpret Apollo's instructions, and Chises believes that this ancient homeland uh, to be nearby the island of Crete. Eh? Nice. Who lives in Crete? Uh, what's her face? Uh, Theseus. Well, he didn't. No, he. Well, he lives. Minus. In Minus. Yeah. Uh, after sacrificing animals to Apollo, Neptune, the god of the sea, and after sacrificing animals to Apollo, Neptune, and the winds, the Trojans head off for Crete. But, strangely, they find Crete in the grip of an intense drought, rife with death and disease. That's, uh, that's not like the Crete we know, is it? No, yeah. it's not. What, what do you reckon King Minos would have to say about his uh, disease and death? Well, he's probably really thirsty by the sound of it. <laughs> Can you, do, like, can you do King Minus but with a really dry voice? <laughs> Help me! I'm so thirsty! Oh, goodness gracious! A man approaches the shore! Hopefully he will be our saviour and give us many wa- <coughs> waters! I'm so thirsty! Help me, please! You know what? That was... Impeccable. That that was really good. Okay. And also, it was so dry that voice that I've had to I've had to drink water throughout that as well, just to just to dry myself off. Um, so they didn't stop there, obviously, um, and they've got their interpretation wrong. So Anchises wants to return to Orthogea to consult with Apollo again, but that evening the household gods appear to Aeneas in a dream. And tell him that their homeland is actually the distant Italy. Aeneas recounts this to Anchises, who recalls that Cassandra once said the same thing. And obviously with Cassandra, she tells the truth. She but no one believes her. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, do you want to go from here? Mm-hmm. The Trojans set sail again, but a storm forces them off course. And they wander for three days before landing at the Shropfades Islands. Which is the home... Of the harpies. No, do, uh, sorry. Do, do you know who the harpies yeah, are? Yeah, they're monsters with women's faces and filthy bird bodies. Okay, I knew you were going to do that because like, I saw the description there. I thought, I'm not going to fall for this time, but I did I, always, I did ask a question before. No, I actually do know about the harpies because they were in the Oristaya. Yes! Yeah. God, I'm so good. Yeah, and what do they do in the Oristaya? They follow Orestes around, do they not? Well, technically, actually, hold on, I think the Fu- Do they kill someone? The Furies are slightly different from Harpies, but they're essentially the same I'm thinking of the Furies, but they're the yeah. same thing, but in the, that was in the Greek version. Uh, uh, the, the thing is, I think the main difference is, because I actually, oh, this is, you know what I mentioned about, I, um, uh, one of my modules in, uh, in classics, I, the only time for my whole university degree I did, I did an exam was, uh, I did Monsters of Rome, and I started writing a, an exam uh, about the Furies, 
but I realised halfway through that it was talking about the harpies, I was like, fuck, 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 <laughs> fuck, fuck. So it's an easy mistake to make. Uh, I think we've got 62, so I'm happy with that. That's yeah. fine. Is it, is, it, is it basically the harpies are the Roman version of the Furies, but they're, they're a little bit different? No, they are... They are different. Uh, I think harpies are more filthy, kind of gross creatures. They're like rats of the sky, but, okay. but they're still women with uh, birdie bodies. However, I think the Furies are more... They're more judgmental. They're more... The Furies are more like supernatural. Supernatural, yes. Uh, and also, yeah, I think it's more of a transcendental thing. They are they judge you for your actions and morality, where harpies are just feral just, kind of creatures, and yeah. they smell, they're awful. And they... I think about the like monkey things that fly around in The Wizard of Oz. That's a really good description, actually. It's not bad. Uh, but, yeah, think of them kind of as gross... Like like pigeons with tits. That's... <laughs> the men make a feast with the goats and oxen they find on the island. When the harpies come screaming down from the hills and destroy their food, the Trojans try to fight back, but fail. Salono? Wait, what? Kalano. Uh, Kalano, head harpy, scolds the men for stealing the harpies' animals and trying to fight them off their own territory. Can you do an impression, please? Of the harpies? Yeah, Kalano. Um, it's going to sound a little like him, minus. Wait, let me think about this. Um, uh, oh, do you want to give it a go? Kit! Um, go, go! Go, yeah! Go, go! Why do you take. Uh, so it's some King yeah, Minus, isn't yeah. it? Just maybe, King Minus. Maybe King Minus is half harpy. He's half harpy. I think his, his mother was a harpy. I'll, I'll try and be Kayla now. Go, go! I stopped. Yeah, it's not working. <laughs> <laughs> Get off my food! <laughs> yeah, because yeah, they, they're supposed to be intense creatures and very grim. No, they're like disgusting, like. Yeah. Get off my food! <laughs> <laughs> That's the same thing. That's the same gesture you made towards Ruan on the documentaries. <laughs> but also, uh, uh, it's supposed to be like if they scratched you, you get like dirt in your skin, that kind of stuff. It's like, like really, really feral, like, disgusting, yeah, yeah and like greasy, smell, yeah. yeah, and yeah. It's like it's like sleeping with me. <laughs> she reveals their mis. Then she reveals their future misfortune. They won't manage to establish their city in Italy before they undergo a famine so great that they will try to eat their tables. And Caesar begs the gods not to bring such trouble to the pious Trojans. Okay, now this is a major part that you need. Because uh, uh, they say... They the harpies are saying, Oi, what are you doing bouncing from island to island? Now you've ended up here, you're eating all our food, you then try to fight us with these disgusting creatures, piss off, also... FYI, what are you even trying to do? You're never going to succeed. You're going to have a massive famine before you even do anything. Yeah, that's uh, before they establish their city, they will undergo a famine, a famine, and uh, uh, the liners they will have to eat their tables as well. And it's a quite a weird thing to say, uh, but um, they're going to be so hungry that they're going to start eating their furniture. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's the that's the vibe. Uh, however, it's it's quite an underwhelming prophecy, but you, well, it's technically true. Uh, uh, and there's a, a good old, they all have a nice laugh about it afterwards. The Trojans sail on to Actium, where they enjoy themselves with games and wrestling, mm-hmm. happy to have sailed unnoticed past Greek territory. Aeneas leaves a shield he took from a Greek he fought as a symbol that he hasn't been defeated. Wi- yeah. Oh, here we go. Winter is coming. And as they continue to... Buthrotum. That's good. That's a weird place now, isn't it? Buthrotum. Sounds like Buttum. Yeah, where Pyrrhus, former uh, kingdom, is now under the rule of the Trojan siblings, Helenus and 
Adromache. Okay, so who's Pyrrhus? Pyrrhus is... Met him last episode? Yeah, I can't remember. He is the oh, is he the one that goes like mental and murders everyone? Yeah, he, yeah. he's a, it's Achilles' son and he's very angry and okay. evil as well. Uh, but do you know who uh, Andromache is? Andromache used to be Hector's wife. Uh, yes. Is that because you read below? No. <laughs> You're such an awful person. Why, why would you... Like, I'm just trying to add a bit more fire to the podcast. And Helenus uh, is his, her sibling. God damn it. I hate you so much. <laughs> Uh, Andromache, Hector's widow, is see, is so shocked to see Aeneas that at first she thinks he might be a ghost, okay, and I, Aeneas, which isn't beyond the realms in this fantasy because ghosts do just appear. Yeah, uh, they appear quite a lot for Aeneas as well. Like uh, some might say, it's a lazy narrative, Virgil. Uh, carry on. Uh, Andromache, Hector's widow, is so shocked to see Aeneas that at first she thinks he might be a ghost. Andromache explains that she was the slave of Pyrrhus. The evil Greek who killed Priam. He, like, dragged his entrails through his... Yes. Until, <laughs> until another Greek killed him, which after which Hellenus inherited some of his territory. She asks after Ascanius, yeah. and Hellenus leads everyone to the city, which resembles a smaller Troy. So they just real... They've just rebuilt Troy on this kind guy's of, island. It's kind of like uh, Troy 2. Uh, Troy 2. New uh, Troy. New Troy. Uh, Little Troy. Detroit. Uh, but uh, not bad, isn't it? Not bad, yeah. yeah uh, so, but yeah, basically, uh, uh, I think it's supposed to be like a kind of comic rebalancing there. So even when someone's evil, that the Trojans have their own back in a small way as well. Uh, so who's Ascanius again? Ascanius is a dude in the Aeneid. That is correct, very, very technically, but uh, uh, who else is he? Since you're so Billy Big Bollocks on a uh, Is Scanius, and... um the guy that he helps leave Troy with? No, well, no, not technically. I don't know. And uh, Ascanius is Aeneas' son. Aeneas' son, so, of course. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. So I can't believe you knew Andromache and the Hellenists, but not, not because uh, there's no description of the Yeah, it's weird, weird, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Before leaving, Aeneas asks Hellenus what the future holds and how he can avoid Kalano and the Harpy's prediction of famine. How comes every island they go to they're just asking people what their future is? Like, they know. Um, yeah, I guess it's more like trying to build suspense for, for yeah. later on. But Helenus describes how to reach Italy and mentions that Aeneas must first descend to the underworld. Dun, dun, dun. Who else has been to the underworld, Dan? Loads of people. <laughs> when Aeneas finds a white sow and piglets under an oak tree, he will have reached his final destination. The famine will not be a problem, Hanelis says, but he counsels Aeneas to avoid certain unfriendly cities and to make sure to avoid the hazardous waters near Charybdis and a whirlpool off the coast of Sicily, the Scylla, a monster that lurks near Charybdis and has the head of a woman and the body of a dolphin or whale. <laughs> Hanelis rec- recommends praying to Juno and visiting the Sibyl of Kumaya. Okay, uh, a lot going on there. Charybdis is a little bit different in this one compared to the Odyssey. Uh, yeah, because uh, in all fairness... The head of a woman and the body of a dolphin or whale. I swear in the Odyssey, when Odysseus and his men got torn to shreds by uh, Charybdis, it was like a multi-headed monster that like came out of the sea. Yeah, so the thing is with Skill and Charybdis, they change a lot through... Especially in Roman times, they, changed, uh, they had a lot more folklore to them as well. So they were... 
at one point Skiller was like a beautiful princess as well, and but then she turned into like a whirlpool. Uh, she she went through metamorphosis and like she kind of turned into these different things. Uh, yeah, and, uh, I I've never remembered her having Charybdis uh, uh, as having the uh, head of a woman, the body of a dolphin, because that would be a weird. Th- oh, it was even worse. A head of a woman and the body of a whale. That's that's mm. that's imagine that though. Yeah, uh, what would they even look like? Imagine just Free Willy just being like, "Hello." Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't sound very terrifying, does it? No, it's not terrifying, but certainly, like, if you went on a date with someone on Tinder and then the body of a whale showed up and, uh, like, a manatee arms just kind of flippers and stuff like that and just be like, Hi, I'm Tracy, how's it going? Weird, wouldn't it? Would be weird. Just trying to add some uh, flavour to the podcast. Um, but yeah, um, I think Skilla is actually one of the most interesting monsters there are because she changes so much uh, and she has different versions of herself as well. She's quite a... Uh, but you remember when we talked about Polyphemus, the Cyclops in uh, Odysseus? Yeah. Like, he changes a lot his character uh, throughout different stories. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I think that Skill is one of those people, and Virgil's put his own twist on it there. Do you want me to finish off? Yeah, yeah. Helenus and Andromache give presents to the men, and Aeneas, sorry to depart, thanks them and says he hopes that his future city will be united with theirs. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, Again, there's a lot of this kind of thing in the future where uh, Virgil's linking stuff, uh, his contemporary, uh, his modern day, to the Virgil. Okay. So he's building like a mythological past of things. Yeah, a mythical, mythological history of what how things happened. Yeah, and there's a reason why he's at Carthage as well, which I think I mentioned in the past. But uh, yeah, uh, we'll get into that next episode anyway. So, uh, he leaves. Uh, the Trojans head north and camp briefly, but set off again at uh, when... Set off again at night when Palinurus, uh, the navigator, can see the constellations by which he guides their route. Uh, soon the Trojans come within sight of Italy, where they see four peaceful white horses near the shore, and the men rejoice. They see Mount Etna uh, in the distance, and then row furiously to escape the pull of Charybdis. They drift to the island of the Cyclops. Ooh! Ooh. Uh, we just mentioned that. I forgot he went to see him. Um... So, when they arrive, a Greek man, Achaemenides, uh, dirty and ragged, begs the Trojans to take him to, away from the island. He describes the bloodthirsty Cyclops and how Ulysses, Odysseus, blinded him. Uh, so he's just he's following in the footsteps of Odysseus right yes, here. Yeah. As is many other things, like Charybdis as well. Uh, it's obviously like a laid out geography. It's obviously like the route you have yeah. to take. Yeah. Kind of like danger adventure path as well. Yeah. yeah. But also, I think it's. I think Charybdis came before. Uh, came after the Cyclops, if I remember correctly. But who knows? Too long ago. You could listen to the other podcast. So, uh, this man asks him for help. He describes uh, how Ulysses blinded him. Achaemenides was left behind when the Greeks departed and survived by hiding. Now it's quite yeah, because Odysseus and his men basically just like tried to blind the Cyclops and sprinted to their boats and were like, bye. Yeah. And they did leave some people behind. I don't think, well, that's the thing. Odysseus never mentioned that. Ulysses no. never mentioned that. But uh, it's quite funny because he's telling that tale at dinner as well. He didn't mention that part, did you, no. Odysseus, you little prick? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's nice that Virgil adds an extra layer to stuff as well. Uh the Trojans take him aboard, despite him being a Greek. Uh, as well as they sail away, the Cyclops hears them splashing and chases them, though they manage to reach the deep waters and escape. Whew. 
I think he shouts as well. Uh, so he's like seeing them off the shore and he's like... Well, well, what did he sound like again? We're not seeing them because he's blind. Oh, but, he's blind, yeah. But, uh... Fee, foe, fie, fum, I hear a man with a conundrum. Nice. Did I smash that? Yeah, nailed it. <laughs> I don't think you're proud of me. It's almost as good as my Atlas rap. Yes! Can you try that now? Try it. You got... Fee, fie, foe, fum... I hear the splashing of a Trojan man. Yes. It's half right. Half I'll accept rhyme. it. Half right. Uh, the winds blow the Trojans, oi oi, uh, towards Skilda and Charybdis, but a fortunate north wind blows them away from danger. They pass many lands. So basically they're going through Odysseus' old route. But also, I like it because Aeneas is not getting through by his good wits, his charm or his uh, his cunning abilities yeah. he's getting through because his mum's venus and very much he's getting a free pass through everything as yeah. well like he's the face of nepotism yeah. yes at drapenum sicily unfortunately uh, aeneas's father and casey's dies aeneas mourns like his father survived such a great risk to only die aeneas then suddenly remarks that neither helenus nor kaelino warned him of his father's coming death Finally, Aeneas has finished telling the story, uh, and the Aeneid returns to Dido's court at Carthage. So now we're back to present day. Yes, well, uh, yeah, present day in the story as well. Uh, so, th- yeah, and Casey's died at the end. Oh, just, just, sad. Being old. Yeah, yeah, he actually died from doing too much drugs and fucking loads of uh, goats from Goat Island as well. Nice. Uh, yeah, so it's uh, sad times, but uh, that's the end of this myth. Time to rank it. Hey there, my name is Matt Huss, and in this link I have an American accent, and I advocate the safe use of Miss Podcasts in small doses. So what do you think, Dan? What do you think? Um, it was very interesting, actually. I feel like it was a very, it was essentially the Odyssey, but in like 5% of the time. Yeah, I they think... didn't elaborate on much. They didn't elaborate on the, the monsters. They didn't really elaborate much on the. It was just like we they did this and they did this. But luckily, we were already on the Odyssey, so we actually know quite a bit. We can imagine what that must have been like. Yeah, in all fairness, I think it was supposed to be a, a marsh to it, and I think there's more in the books, obviously. But uh, uh, oh, check out this line uh, for the Cyclops. This huge cavern is his home, deep and dark and filth with the Gora's feasts. See, there's poetry there, you know, it's nice. Uh, but I think there's more, yeah, it's more of a crash course visit through it. And more of like, it's more of a reference as well. It's like, it's like a callback, that's what it is, but there's nothing too substantial there. Yeah. There's no individual story. But, but that, I think that's the last time it gets, that's, it's very Odysseus to hear. There's another part where it gets very Odysseus. But that's very much the, the height of, of like, the Odyssey there, if you know what I mean. But yeah, that's, um, are you enjoying the Aeneid so far? I'm enjoying the Aeneid so far. I am a bit worried that it, it is a bit samey though. It is very similar to the Odyssey. It is now, but it does take its own... Okay. Especially it, in the next it episode. It does take its own course. The next episode, very much so, I'd say. Okay, um, okay uh, so we usually rank this on a scale of 1 sure, to 40. Actually, 0 to 40. Let yeah, and uh, so we, we usually rank this on a scale of 0 to 40 on 10 categories. Uh, sorry, four, ca- that was 4 categories on a scale of 1 to 10. We have life skills, practical things we learnt, morals, the ethical things we have uh, endured. Uh, we've also learnt uh, creativity, uh, uh, the creative things, and also the WTF factor. Stuff that makes us go, what the actual F? Okay, so life skills, Dan. 
Life skills, Matt. Um, I think we've got a few uh, got a few things here, haven't we? We've learned how to sail from city to city. We've learned how to sail, yeah, how to sail. We learned how to escape a cyclops. Uh, yeah, we learned how to eat goats and a hunt. Yes. Uh, we learned what a steer was. Did we? No, but we learned how to hunt one. Yep. <laughs> uh, we learned don't pull plants. Yeah, we learned that. Yeah, that's well, true. Well, we learned how to cultivate in our own garden. Yeah. Um, we learned how to plan, our, like, learn how to uh, steer a ship by the constellations at night. Polyaris. Yeah. We learned that you can just keep asking people uh, what your future holds until you get an answer you're happy with. Yep, yeah, we learned that harpies aren't furies. No. Uh, that's more of a, a creativity thing, I guess. Uh, uh, we also learned how to row fast against whirlpools. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we also learnt... We learnt geography. Yes, really good geography, actually. Uh, we also learnt who Ascanius was, not uh, End of Andromache. Uh, that was a joke. We learnt that old people die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's a good one to know. Uh, we also learnt uh, how to have a f- food for free by sending it from harpies. Uh, we also learnt how to pray. Pray a lot. Pray a lot, yeah. It's quite pious. Uh Anything else? Uh, I think that's pretty much it. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to say Clips of Samsel, 7. What do you think? That was a lot. I, I'm willing to give it a 7, actually. I'll give you that. Morals. Not heavy, I don't think. Well, let's think about it. Uh, don't don't, uh, don't be a talking plant. Don't don't pull plants, uh, plants up nece- unnecessarily. Uh, yeah. I think there's many morals. Don't s- steal someone's food and then try and yeah. kick them off. Poor harpies. Yeah. And don't stress about uh, prophecies because they might not come... Well, they will come true, but it might not be as severe as you think. Yeah. Um, we learnt how to... I guess learn how to uh, not interpret the, like... Like, it's uh, how to interpret, like, God's will, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah. Uh, what do they mean? Um, hmm. You may be right here. This doesn't seem too much. Uh, I guess harpies is, is stuff like that. Also being good guests and like having a mini mini Troy. Uh, um, hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right, Dan. There's not that much here. It's very... I guess don't disturb the Cyclops. Oh, they do take in the Greek guy. Oh, they do, actually. That's true, yeah. That's got some points there. Achmenides. Achmenides. Nice name. Uh, I guess... Yeah, it's just... It's very slapdash. It's a four. I'd make three, I'd say. You know what? I'm not even going to argue with you. It's pretty bad. I was just being nice. Oh. Well, yeah, I think three is fair, because there's not that much else. I think Achmenides gets three of those points, really. Creativity. Pretty creative. I like it's both a homage, but also puts its own twist on things. Yeah, Virgil does a nice thing of like with Achaemenides mentioning how Odysseus uh, left a man, a man behind by accident as well. So yes. he has an extra layer to these stories that we already love and know as well. Yep. So I think that's major great creativity points there. We have a mixture of gods and monsters and deaths and, uh, but it wasn't gory though, was it? Everyone, no. everyone kind of got away scot free, apart from Anchises who died very abruptly at the end. Yeah, I would say 
Also, we see people like Pyrrhus die and get their uh, upcomings. We see Andromache and the new Troy. Uh, we also see Harpies in action as well. Uh, but also, Harpies not being feral, but also having a society like Kale now being the head Harpy, if you know what I mean. Yep, that's true, actually. All the different islands, all the different prophecies, all the different characters we've met. And in a single episode as well, there's a lot. Like, they yeah. travelled a lot, they saw a lot. This is seven years worth in a single episode. That's pretty good. Uh, yeah, I think... What what number are you thinking, Dan? Like an eight? Oh, also, uh, Creek being, uh, uh, being dr- droughted as well. Yeah, that's true. Probably like an eight or nine. My head is saying eight, but my heart's saying nine. I think realistically it is an eight though because it was a bit slapdash in parts. Yeah, but the, it cut, but the, what it lost in substance, like in morals, but I think it makes up with creativity because there's a lot happening. Yeah, that's true. Like one of those Aeneid books covers uh, about six. Odysseus. Odysseus. Yeah, that's true. Odyssey books. I'm gonna push for nine. Go on, let's give it a nine. Yeah. WTF? Uh, plants being alive. That's weird. And also talking to them as well. Talking to them. And the harpies are weird. Uh, and also gross. They're grim. They're really grim. Like, yeah. filthy talons, smell like shit. There's uh, droppings everywhere. Yeah, the... Um, what else is messed up? Oh, them getting told that they're going to have to have a famine. They're probably going to want... They're going to end up eating their furniture. Um, it's pretty weird. In case he's dying suddenly. Uh, also the fact that... Um, uh, uh, yeah, uh, Pyrrhus making Andromache a slave as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty messed up. And uh, they never agreed killing him, but they don't mention why. No, they don't or... mention how or why. Um... Hmm. Hmm. I think it's decent. It's substantial. Uh, we have monsters there. Uh, we did have monsters, but no, no gore in this. Surprisingly, apart from a little bit. Of... Yeah, there was no like messed up violence or sexual intercourse. But apart from those two factors, which are main contributors to to WTF, we. It, I think everything else it fills up quite nicely it does do lots of weird shit if you know what I mean mm. but it was no gore but it did have monsters but no gore which is I think creativity took a lot of the points of that Yeah. but it does deduct some from WTF so I'm thinking maybe either a 6 or 7 I think a 6 but we did have talking plants alright 7 yeah so that is 26 Sure is. 7 plus 3 plus 9 plus 7 is 26. Perfect. Not terrible. No, I think it's pretty good. Yeah. It's quite it's quite a low score for some high scholars, if you know what I mean. We've got two sevens and a nine. And it's, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was a weird way of wording that, but yeah. <laughs> Very tight. Got some low scores for some high scores. Got high some, scores for some low scores. I found like it's like an Elton John song. Yeah. Got some high scores. No, I was, just, so, I was just shocked how quickly. I, I'm just in shock because like, everything happened so quickly. Yeah. Absolutely. I was right. like, oh, it's, that's his journey. I thought yeah. the next few, because like, there were going to be at least a few episodes no, of him doing his journey, and what was going to happen. Turned out, just the Odyssey, basically. But next episode, we got a lot happening with Aeneas. It's very exciting. I hope he's going to go and do his own thing. What do you think is going to happen? I think he's going to marry Dido. They're going to have babies, and then he's going to start a war with someone. What kind of, uh, what, what face am I doing right now? You're doing, like, a guy that's pretending he doesn't know anything. Shrugging his shoulders. Pretending, yeah, uh, pretending not to know anything. Oh, thank you so much for listening, dear listener. Uh, we're going to do the social media in 20 seconds on the count of 5, 4, 3, 2, 
one. Go for it, Dan. Uh, you can follow us on social media, Twitter and Facebook, at Miss Podcast. You can email us, misspodcast at gmail.com. Or you can uh, go on the Misters page on Facebook. Very good. You can also give us a donation from Patreon or Kofi on the episode links below. And also give us five stars on iTunes, please. We very much appreciate it. Share it with a friend. And also, love and be kind to each other. There we go. 20 seconds. Nice. Oh, nice, wasn't it? High five. Now, let's spend 20 minutes talking about how good we were just saying. <laughs> well, yeah, thank you so much for listening. It's been great to have you here. And we'll see you next week for part four of the Indeed. Dan, any final words? Uh, yes, Matt, look at my tan lines from Morocco. Ooh, very nice. See you next week. Bye. Myths. Myths. You went went to Morocco. Should we shut my door in case like a yeah. big lorry comes past the window? He's a man, a man with a lorry sound, but not you, lorry. Uh.